0: Welcome to episode two of the Creativity with DA3 podcast. Today, we're going to be interviewing uh, Keenan Spencer, a multi-talented actress and voiceover artist based in Hollywood, California. Now, this podcast is a place for creatives to learn the secrets and gain the inspiration necessary to thrive in any modern creative industry. This is going to be a very exciting episode as Keenan is going to be our very first guest on the show. Uh, we're going to be talking a lot about the creative process of voice work. Um, we'll be answering questions that people have about the industry, how we manage stress. It's going to be a really cool episode. Hopefully, you find some value in it. Without further ado, let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome, Kenan. Um, it's going fine. Um, so, uh, well, welcome to uh, Creativity with DA3. Uh, podcast and um, I would like to introduce you as the very first guest on this show uh, Kenan Spencer now I know you personally through projects that we've worked on together as one of the most talented voiceover people that I know and have had but
1: oh thank you
0: (laughs) I'd love for you to share um, with those that may not know uh, who you are and a, a thing or two about yourself
1: sure um Well, I was born and raised in Los Angeles, and I currently reside in Hollywood, California. Um, I started out as a little child actor when I was younger, and um, from there, I kind of just explored different avenues of acting. And then at the time, I had a really high-pitched, squeaky little mouse voice, so my agent said maybe this would be a good avenue for you. And I didn't really pursue it at the time, but... um, later on i actually went to college for um art and i went to Noman school of visual effects and animation for a short period of time and um i realized that i loved animation so much but i loved voicing the characters the most so Mm -hmm. i then decided to pursue it that way and um yeah then i just got into voicing animations and commercials and i kind of just rolled on through there (laughs) from there
0: that's awesome um So, uh, so big question to have, like, you know, you do a lot of voiceover work today, I I assume, right? Yeah. So how do you go about starting your creative process for uh, a client?
1: Um, usually if it's an animation, they'll send an image of the character and I try and look at the character and assess them and think about what they would sound like if they had a voice. Um, so sometimes if they have a teeny nose or something, maybe they'll be more nasally, or if they have little teeny mouth, maybe they have a higher pitched voice and they'll be, have a smaller voice or a lisp or something. And so, um, yeah, I, I usually look at the artwork, especially since I love art so much. Um, that's usually the main determin, determinant of uh, how I go about, you know, uh, voicing the characters.
0: That's pretty cool. Um, so like, I, I never thought about it. So you look at like the mouth shape of the artwork, um, do you have like a favorite character that you've seen that you're like love doing the voice of?
1: Um, I played a little mouse one time, and the voice was really high, like this, and it was like super teeny tiny, and uh, <laughs> awesome. that was really fun. And um, yeah, and then there, I played like, uh, and then there was another character in the same little show where they were like British mice, and they had little <laughs> top hats and things like that. So. Just going off their characters, they looked very proper and cute. And so it's kind of a mixture of having like a really high little teeny voice and then adding like a little bit of a British accent. And so <laughs> <was just> like, <laughs> and so stuff like that's kind of fun. And I just love voicing any type of character. Like anything that's new and different is always a fun challenge.
0: Wow, that's pretty cool. So you, you it seems like you like to do a lot of like kind of cartoon character voices. Do you ever find yourself doing... Um, voiceover for non-cartoon characters.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I've done a lot of like commercial voiceovers, um, and that's always fun too. It's usually like a little bit. Um, I don't know. It's it's a little. It's, I wouldn't say less creative, but you mm-hmm. have a little bit less creative freedom. I think to explore um, the voice. So it's kind of more. Uh, it's kind of usually the same note for most commercials um if you're just pitching something but yeah i nice. I been a commercial
0: <laughs> yeah i think that that kind of seg- segues right into like the next question i have which is um you know do you ever find any creative roadblocks when you're doing uh voiceover for your work
1: um yeah definitely sometimes um sometimes if the say the person who's sending you the the casting director or whatnot or the producer, they'll reference different characters Mm -hmm. and they'll say, oh, I want you to sound like this, but make it your own. So that can be sometimes a challenge because you're so used to hearing whoever they're referencing and it's hard to depart from that voice and then try and come up with your own. So that can be frustrating sometimes, but I think the the best way to kind of break free of that is to to, um, kind of just keep playing with the voice and listening to a bunch of different voices and then mm-hmm. coming back to it. And then, um, then you kind of have like a melting pot of concepts that you can put together.
0: <laughs> that's pretty cool. So that's wow. You already answered the next one. I was going to say, how do you get unstuck? <laughs> <Spot> yeah. on.
1: <laughs> yeah. And just kind of sometimes walking away from a project and getting outside or something, you're doing something completely different is helpful. Cause then when you come back, you have a fresh perspective and fresh ears and you can kind of, um, Yeah play with it from a good point of view
0: <laughs> that's pretty cool um so like you do these uh recordings in the studio or do you do you go to a, a venue do you how, how do you what kind of tools do you use for this kind of work
1: um it just depends if it's an at-home audition and they say we need this recording today in the next couple hours then mm-hmm. I'll use um my equipment at home because I have a little home recording studio and um I have pro tools that I use I used to use Adobe Audition, which is really great if you're kind of learning, and it's uh, it's really quick and easy to use. Adobe Audition, but Pro Tools is a little bit quicker and faster, or um, more efficient and more, I think it's I think it's the best tool to use for voiceover. Oh, wow. And, and uh, yeah, and then um, you can send in your audio that way quickly, but most of the time, if you book the job, they'll have you come to their studio, which is fun too. Oh,
0: so then if, if you're at their studio, are you gonna have to be like working kind of like under the director saying a few lines and then you work off the record? Or how would that go if you go to a studio?
1: Yeah, usually um, the uh, usually there's someone there who's kind of helping you guide you a little bit, like directing you and telling you, oh, this is what I want, this is what I don't want. And you'll do it a couple times and you can, you can lay it down as many times as they want. And uh, yeah, usually there's someone there kind of directing you. I've never really gone to a place where I do it free willy
0: <laughs> okay i was just i have no idea <laughs> this, this yeah. cool to hear. <laughs> mm-hmm. um with uh so you use pro tools um uh, for a lot of your recording is there any any plugins that you would say you, you you've gotten that would help uh add a little bit of creative like a creative secret to your magic
1: um plugins i'm not really sure i well actually I think the main thing that helped me with pro tools i i've done a lot of uh youtube video watching <laughs> so mm-hmm. that always helps i can't think of anything like off the bat that i've downloaded that um saved me one way or another but i know i have going to youtube and just watching other professionals and they kind of lay out their equipment and how they go about recording right. and I would, anyone getting started i would like advise them to go on YouTube and just watch the pros and then listen to their recording. And if it sounds like something you'd hear on the air, then I would follow what they're doing. But if it doesn't, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah,
0: if it doesn't, you're like, um, not watching your tutorial on how to sound awful. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Nice. Um, so when you, uh, when you're going to start a creative project, um, uh, what kind of questions do you ask before you begin the project? Um, in, in this case, I mean kind of earlier you touched upon like looking at the image of the characters But what other kind of questions would you ask them to get started?
1: Um, one of the main questions um, I think is important to ask is who the audience is watching the show or watching the cartoon or whatever it is um, Because that'll determine a lot of the times the voice because it, nowadays Um, a lot of cartoons are directed for adults like Rick and Morty, South Park, Family Guy, things like that and their voices Mm -hmm. even though they're kind of characterized and they're a little bit more they're playful um, they tend to have more of a real sound to them Um, so they're kind of like the vocals are more yeah like what you'd hear in real life but maybe a little bit more dramatic or heightened but then with kids shows like say your audience is like five to ten years old or something, right. uh, the voices will be super over the top and playful and really, you know, out um, of ten, you know, whereas... <laughs> <laughs> so it's. I think it's important that way because you might be, like, spot on for the character, mm-hmm. but you're playing it for the wrong audience.
0: <laughs> Could you give us, like, a sample of, like the same line, maybe a a greeting, that would be geared towards more of an adult audience and then that same line geared more towards a younger audience?
1: Sure, I'm trying to think. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, So say it's like a snobby girl or something like that, you know, and the line is, I wanna go to the mall or something like that, you know? And then, so say if it's like more um, kiddish, it would be like, like, uh, let's see. Like, um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God. I want to go to the mall. Like, something like that, kind of like over the top. And then it's, like, <laughs> for adults, maybe it's just like, I want to go to the mall. Or something like that. You know, like some, I don't know, more uh... thicker. Like, you know, just right. like one's kind of more cartoony and one's more real. <laughs>
0: It's pretty incredible because it brings such a different like mood and atmosphere with like the subtle changes in tone and inflections. Um, That's pretty cool, though.
1: Yes. Just like little things like that. I don't know if that was the best example, but (laughs) you kind of get what I'm
0: saying. (laughs) I think that was a wonderful example because, you know, when when someone's going to ask, like, let's say a voice for someone who's listening to this right now that's interested in doing voice work. Um, they might not know what kind of questions to ask, and it would be great if they knew. Hey, let's uh, let's start off with the audience. I right. wasn't even thinking that. I was thinking, oh, what's the what's the best microphone <laughs> to record with? Right. <laughs> um, but that's really cool hearing from a professional like yourself. Why, thank you. <laughs> so this kind of brings me to um, some challenges. So, what is, if you mind sharing, your most yeah. challenging project or client or experience doing this kind of creative work
1: oh wow oh, um one time I had to do a it was like background VO for this war movie <laughs> and oh. it was and um, I've done some background VO before where it's like it kind of sounds like chaos like a lot of things are going on and um, but this one in particular they asked for Egyptian accents and I am super unfamiliar <laughs> with Egyptian <laughs> I just, like, it's, it was very particular. And what they wanted was super particular. And so for that project, I had to, once again, go to YouTube and just <laughs> listen to, um, yeah, Egyptian accents over and over and over again. Like, I listened to tons and tons of videos. And then, um, and then I kind of did some, was able to do a little bit of stuff so that was kind of a, a challenging project because it was something i was really unfamiliar with but pretty much anything that i'm really unfamiliar with i usually go to youtube <laughs>
0: so, youtube is great <laughs> yeah, wow mm-hmm. egyptian accents that that sounds challenging if if you didn't know it off the bat, if you didn't grow up uh in egypt uh, yeah <laughs> wow but you see so you just looked it all on youtube so you just searched like literally egyptian accents right
1: well i listen to because the worst thing that i think like an well not the worst thing but one thing that could be not so hot for an actor to do is if they're watching other actors act out the character they're supposed to be playing because some like you know i think it's better to get it from the source so i i just watched like i watched egyptian news like off of youtube and um you know, people who are actually from Egypt speaking, because if you watch, like, you know, because there's a lot of tutorials where people are like, oh, this is my Egyptian accent, Scottish accent, or whatever. Right. Um, and then they'll start talking, and then it's like their portrayal of the accent. So I think it's better to, you know, just in case they're wrong, it's better <laughs> to not throw you, you know?
0: Wow. That's pretty profound. Mm-hmm. So you just get it from the source. I would have been very naive and looked up Egypt, Egyptian ac- accent. And then if someone was making a video on that, you would probably get what you just described, someone's interpretation of an Egyptian accent and maybe not. That's really cool. So you go to the news. I I love that, that insight.
1: Yeah, it's kind of helpful.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So by contrast, uh, from the most challenging project, what would you say is the project that you are the most proud of?
1: Ooh, the most proud of.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or, Or very proud of, doesn't have to be the most, but something you like.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, let's see. I played a robot, which was really fun. I'm trying to think, um, what else? Oh, I think, okay, I, my most favorite, I think I played, um, a little boy, which was really fun. And he was like, it was like the voice of a five-year-old little boy. And it was for, um, this little educational piece where it was like counting and things like that um for kids to learn and uh that voice was really fun because it was it was challenging but it was also super fun and um I'm trying to think what else that was that was a good one uh that was definitely a challenge because I'm, I'm the opposite of a little boy
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, yeah so that would probably be one of them um oh and video games video games are super fun um Ooh. I think uh, let me think, yeah, what, I played what video I played, games. Um, there was this one Darkfall that was really fun, and I played like a a British heroine. <laughs> and that was kind of fun. Um, so yeah, I probably the little boy though because that was the most challenging.
0: <laughs> is it um is it too much to ask you to count to five in the little boy's um, voice?
1: In the, uh, sure. <laughs> Okay, so I, if I remember, but it was like, <clears throat> it was like a one, two, three, four, five. Like something like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> wow. Oh, man. <laughs> Wonderful.
1: <laughs> Little cartoon. I actually,
0: I think before I uh, met you, in fact, maybe years before I met you, I saw a video of an AI robot being put together. Um, by playstation and i remember it had like a pretty striking message it was this like creature that was being assembled and then became sentient and then i later saw that that was on your portfolio yeah was that you (laughs)
1: yeah yeah that was a really fun voice to do because it was very um like there was some effects that were put on after but the main voice was very like hello i am ax 300 android like that kind of voice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you didn't just play a recording right now, right? That was, that was no. <laughs> you. <laughs> mm-hmm. But
1: that's that's, that's Oh man. Mm-hmm.
0: What was, um, what game was, if you remember, what game was that for?
1: I actually don't remember. I should, I'm going to look it up though right now on my, I'm on my website. Let me see. But I can't something, remember.
0: <laughs> something I could include it in the, in the show notes for people to see these or to listen to these samples.
1: Definitely. I'll, um, find it, I'll find it and then I'll, I'll
0: send it to you. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay, so now I'm kind of transitioning a little bit into kind of work, work-life balance with um, creative work. And one question I like to ask folks that do creative work and do a good job at it is, how do you deal with slash manage stress? Or do you get stressed?
1: Uh, yeah, definitely. I, <laughs> I I get stressed. Um. But actually not as often as I used to because sometimes I think I've, I've gotten better with stress management um, over time because I've become better at organizing myself because before I was just horrible at organization and that's what would lead to stress <laughs> is uh, like oh. deadlines and things like that and or you know just scheduling things too many things on the same day um, but now I think now that I have a, like an organizational plan it all works out a lot easier um right so and also yoga helps i really like yoga and just being outside and outdoors like especially for voice actors because it's a very isolating profession mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's really good to get out of the little dark box and go outside and just you know remember that there's sun out there <laughs>
0: <So> <laughs> wow that's that, good. that's mm-hmm. pretty interesting so you said um kind of with like staying uh, you said better organizing and like kind of managing schedules what kind of what kind of things did you do to get yourself better organized and and have your schedule kind of under control
1: Um, I started using Google Calendar and then Google Docs and um, and just like simple things like that I know it doesn't sound like a lot but before that I didn't really have like a system I would just write things down and just write notes and but now I'm, I'm like everything's down to the minute pretty much now. So it's very helpful. I mean, I mess up a lot sometimes, but <laughs> but
0: most
1: of it, I'm, I'm pretty good at organizing these days.
0: <laughs> nice, mm-hmm. very very nice. Looking at the next question that I have for you on the list. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was gonna ask uh, is. You know, so you've been you've been kind of doing this work for a pretty long time, mm-hmm. and I was gonna ask, uh, what is one thing you wish you knew before you embarked in these kind of creative careers? Because um, I know you don't just do voice acting; you also you're, you're an actress, you're also an illustrator. How, like, what uh, where 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 do you go? What sorry, where do you go? What was that one thing yeah. that you wished you knew before you embarked in these careers?
1: Uh, I think the main thing would be connections because prior to um, any any you know jobs I've ever gotten I always assumed that you kind of had to do it on your own and you just had to keep hustling and just sending your stuff out and stuff like that but um, it's really good to go to events and go to collaborative meetings and um, kind of like uh, any creative seminars that happen because that's where you meet people in the industry and who are, who know more than you and who can forward your profession and kind of just inspire you. So I think it's really good to have mentors and things like that and um, I joined an organization called Women in Animation and or WIA and that has been super helpful because they always have meetings and um, with people who are like huge successes in the industry whether they're writers directors producers voice actors things like that and they'll just talk and you can ask them any questions so i think it's really important to um to collaborate with people who've been in the industry for a while um to and it, yeah i think i wish i would have done that earlier <laughs> instead of assuming that i could just you know somehow do it through osmosis <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's, um, that's a really good tip. Um, so like connections, you know, uh, collabing at events and meetings and meeting industry folks and mentorship. Um, okay. What kind of stuff? So so women in animation, could you kind of expand a little bit on what, what kind of stuff they do or or what kind of organization they are
1: totally um so women in animation i believe they started out because um there weren't a lot of women in high level positions in the field of animation and um so they kind of created this organization to help forward forward women in that creative field and um find people who um you know uh were deserving of praise who are creatives and, you know, needed a boost up with their career. And uh, it kind of just created, they created a really awesome network for um, women to, you know, find mentorship basically. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's not just for women. There's like, there's a lot of men in the organization too. Um, So it's very inclusive. And um, yeah, pretty much everybody who runs the organization has been in the business for a long time. So they know the ins and outs of it and uh, their advice is super solid. It's just a, a great place to get inspiration and uh, connections. <laughs> wow.
0: Thank mm-hmm. you for sharing that insight. Hopefully folks that are listening could check out Women in Animation and see what kind of um, creative opportunities they have. Yeah. Um, so I have a couple, less, I have two more questions I want to ask you. Mm-hmm. Um, so one is how would you define creativity?
1: Ooh. Um I would say this is going to sound cheesy, but in general, I mm-hmm. think it is the soul's expression and the mind's reflection. <laughs> and that's like the that's like the cheesy, but that's my answer. But uh but <laughs> yeah, I I think it's basically creativity is um yeah, it's just it's your soul on in whatever media you're using you know it's like your projection of yourself onto that media so like your inner thoughts and your consciousness and um i think that's why artists use it it's a form of expression it's like it's words and it's it's like singing like anything else it's uh yeah
0: (laughs) wow i i like that that's a lot deeper than the definition i (laughs) had
1: it's your definition
0: (laughs) I seriously looked it up on with Google, and it's just like, oh, it's the use of the imagination to form uh, a, a a piece that is dependent on it was it didn't really have any soul or expression in it. <laughs> <laughs> so I I like this definition.
1: Nice. Um,
0: so this kind of wraps up the interview. I want to thank you so much, Keenan, for joining this podcast episode and being on the show. Thank um,
1: you. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. So I was going to ask, uh, where can people follow your work or hear your sounds or the best way to reach you? Any Anything like that for folks that are listening and are interested in the kind of stuff that you do?
1: Totally. Um, you can go to my website, KenanSpencer.com, K-E-E-N-A-N, because a lot of people, it's a, it's a weird name. So <laughs> <Kenan> com <Spencer. laughs> or um, on Instagram, just the Keenan Spencer. And um, you can just On YouTube, it's Kenan Spencer. So, uh, yeah.
0: What was your Instagram one? Could you spell out the Instagram one?
1: For sure. It's at the Kenan Spencer.
0: Awesome. At the the Kenan Spencer. I'll I'll try to include that in the show notes. But, um, yeah, if you have any... uh, That was all I have. If you have any questions or comments, you're welcome to ask. Otherwise, uh, thank you so much for your time. And uh, have a creative and productive day. Thank you. Alright, bye Keenan Bye Don Allen Wow, I hope you found this interview as interesting and as insightful as I did, especially the part where she shared how she took on the challenge of having uh, to do an Egyptian accent by looking up on YouTube news broadcasts in Egypt. I thought that was just totally fascinating. What's also really amazing about Keenan's story is also how multi-talented she is Now, in this podcast, we mostly focused on her work as a voiceover artist. However, she's also an incredible photographer and illustrator. So I would encourage you to check out her work on Instagram at thekenanspencer, linked in the show notes. I'm still trying to work out the best way to sign off on these weekly creativity podcasts. But what I have now is this. When you think about creativity, think DA3. That's me. If you have a better idea on how I should uh, end the episodes, hit me up in the DMS on Instagram at Don Allen III. That's at D O N A L L E N I I I. And as always, have a creative and productive day. Thanks for listening.